What's up, everybody, and welcome to another Seven Figure Photographer Live. It's Thursday, correct? Yes, Thursday. I don't know what day it is. I think it's March 24th, actually. So, hope you guys are having a great week. I'm excited to get into this today. We have a great program, I think, coming for you. I said, I think. Um, we have a great program coming for you. And I'm really excited about it because, surprisingly, if you've been following along for the Business Book of the Month we've got coming up today, and it's had a little controversy if controversy is not really the right word for it but it's had we've had a lot of people saying you know this just it's a hard read it's not really the read for me it doesn't really pertain to individuals and so today that's exactly what we're going to do we're going to jump in we're going to talk about how it really applies to you as the one man band or the one man show one woman show either way however <laughs> you want to take it and so Super excited to get into that, and we're going to first go to our intro. What's up, guys? For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sam Marvin, and I have been in the photography industry for 25-plus years. While I love being a creative, business is my passion, and elevating the industry of photography is my focus. I created The 7 Figure Photographer to share my journey to 7 Figures and to help others find their way to... So a couple of different things as we get started here. Uh, today, the goal is just to talk about the down and the dirty of this book. Really get rid of all the crap that you guys don't need and just focus on how this ultimately works for you, specifically you individuals who run a business and don't have anybody else helping you out, don't have any outsourcing. Maybe even you do have outsourcing, but you don't have a team behind you helping you out. You're just doing everything all on your own. So. I'm excited to share this with you today. We do have Mia here. Everybody say hi to Mia. Mm -hmm. We're going to jump into this. We're talking about Traction, the business book of the month today, and how we can break it down for you, the individual, and how it works best as far as that goes. So I've got, I took just a bunch of notes and I think that I can get this all figured out to kind of really break it down for you guys. Melissa says, hey, Tim, hey, Sam, and the gang. What's up, Melissa? Welcome. So I'm actually going to go through this chapter by chapter. So we're really going to, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Chapter one is talking about the system, the EOS system, which is basically the focus of people, vision, data, process, traction, and issues. Then it has the organizational checklist. Basically the idea behind it is to understand that these are the things that we're going to focus on individually. Yeah. I got all this from Tim's notes. I didn't even read the book. I just, I just. <laughs> <laughs> Shush, Tim. Actually, I do want to say, though, I am really proud of Tim for reading through this book, even though it was really a challenge. Like, there were some chapters that were really hard for me, and I'm actually going to talk about those chapters and the chapters you really don't need to read, just because they are so focused on the organization. However, I still think that there's some really good nuggets in each one of those chapters that we're going to kind of talk about and whatnot. Chapter one, there's really not a whole lot to go over. It's really just talking about all the different things that they're going to talk about throughout the book. Obviously, people, vision, data, process, traction, and issues, those are all different chapters of the book. And so that's kind of where we get into it. Chapter two, really the whole thing about chapter two is simplifying your business. Keep it simple, stupid, the KISS method, which I personally like to say, keep it stupid, simple. That's just me making it my own. And, and the reason I say that is just keep it stupid, simple is keeping it simple for stupid people. I'm not calling you stupid people. I'm just saying, keep it stupid, simple so that it's even easy for stupid people to follow. That's kind of the idea. <laughs> 
That was terrible. I know, but but you understand what I'm saying. Let go of the vine. Kind of the concept is is quit focusing so much on working in your business and work on your business. Make it so that your business can run more or less without you. And that's kind of the whole, it's, it's a, a basis for what's going to be talking about, but also understand that simplifying your business is a key to growth and growth is about building a team. Okay. You are not expected to do all of this on your own all the time. It's okay to, to grow your business in a way that drives towards having help or having the right people in the right places in your organization. So that's really kind of the basis for chapter two. That was like the one big highlight that I made in the book was about the keeping it simple and making sure to just simplify your business. Honestly, that's like, if there's anything you could get from those first couple of chapters is just simplify, quit making everything so challenging. I'm the worst at this. <laughs> Ask me this. I'm like, I'm terrible about making things so much harder. I can't tell you how many times in my business I have tried to simplify by making things harder and I lose people because of that. So we, we even have seen some of that in the 30 day lead challenge. So yes. chapter three, this is all about vision. So jumping into the first of those categories, vision, what is your vision for, for the future? And I think it's surprising how many of us don't have any clue. Like, what do we want in 10 years? What is your 10 year goal? Um, I remember Matt Hodgman from WHCC at one point in time, uh, we were talking on a regular basis and he was kind of mentoring in a way we were just kind of, he was keeping me accountable to some certain things. And one of the things he asked me that just really shocked me, he's like, what, where do you see your business in 10 years? And I didn't really have like a defined idea for what I wanted in 10 years, but it forced me to really take a look and think. And one of the things that I said is I want my son to be a part of my business. And he's like, well, what if he's not ready? And so for me, my 10 year goal was to have a business that's ready to hand off to my son or to hand off to my family. Maybe my son will never be ready and we'll just hand it off to Mia, but she's as old as me, so she'll just be <laughs> a working old lady. <laughs> but uh, the idea is to have my business where it is a an asset that is capable of handing off or just letting it be something that my son can take over. All the systems and processes and everything ready to go so that all he has to do is understand the business and be able to work the business himself. So having a three-year goal, those three-year goals should support the growth towards your 10-year goal. And then the 90-day rocks, which is basically just 90-day goals. Also, chapter three talked about core values, which I love. That was probably my favorite part. We sat down and focused on, which was a, sh a shock that we hadn't ever done this before. We have a mission statement. We have everything else that it made it easy for when we started talking about our core values. But that was one of the things that I loved about it is for some reason, we just had never focused on what our core values for Samuel Marvin photography were. We do it for seven FP all the time, or we've had it for seven FP, but we wanted to focus on what are our core focuses so that we can really outline like every bit of business that comes in, goes out or anything we do, does it align with those core values? Also, what is your core focus? Our core focus is high school seniors and families. One of our core values is family and community. So naturally seniors are part of families and it's really easy business to go after when you're dealing with seniors because it's the marketing's already done. So what are your three uniques? This is a hard one. We still have not 
come up with what our three uniques are. I have a good idea of it in my head, but we haven't identified them. And then what's your business guarantee? We've always lived by the mantra satisfaction guarantee, but I don't think that that's like, there's nothing unique about it. What can you do? What can you use as a marketing opportunity for your business to say, you know, this is my guarantee. I promise you that you're going to feel younger and like time is like whatever you want to, whatever you want to decide, guarantee that and use that as a marketing technique in your business. Chapter four, the right person, wrong seat. And I think photographers are notorious, notorious for this oftentimes. And this is where we really get into how this pertains to the individual, because oftentimes we are the right person because we're the only person in our business. So we're the right person but we may be taking on the wrong seat. And that's when it's time for you to realize or to learn, is it best for me to continue to be the person in the seat or is it time for me to bring somebody into my business and have them take over that? Or is it time for me to outsource? So part of this, I think, and the real power to this chapter was learning, okay, not just about having the right person in the wrong seat or the wrong seat or wrong person in the right seat, it's, oftentimes just about recognizing when it's time to hire or fire. Mia was actually a perfect example of this. Mia started out working in my back room and honestly, she kind of, I mean, it was my own fault. I was doing a live on 7FP talking about how <laughs> I had actually recognized that I had lost money in my business. I, I was leaving money on the table by not, by trying to do everything on my own. And it was hurting me badly. And I, I think I figured to the tune of $150,000 was what it was costing me. And so she came to me almost instantly, like I think within a day or two. A day. And said, hey, you mentioned you need somebody. I'm willing. And so we put her to work in the back room. And she did a great job, but there were some challenges as far as like uh, part, partly me like just not knowing how to manage people properly or knowing how to how to manage the individual properly and understanding what her needs were and whatnot. And so I wasn't great about affirm, affirming like the things she was doing. And anytime that I made any suggestion, <laughs> she would kind of get a little soft and teary on it. But the one thing that I did recognize is she was a great people person. I loved being around her. I loved working with her. And that was kind of the who I needed in the position for my studio manager. I hired a studio manager and she was the wrong person for the right seat. But Mia was the wrong person in the right seat back there, but she was the right person for the seat up here. So that's kind of just to give you an idea of how it worked. That was a whole lot of confusion probably, but the idea is understanding and learning when it's right to put somebody in a position. And when you can dole out some of the things that you're not good at and you can find somebody that can do those things well, then outsource it or hire somebody. Chapter four was the GWC, get it, want it, and the capacity for it. A lot of people want the position, but don't have the capacity to do it. Mia oftentimes steps up and says, <laughs> I can do that for you. And I say, no, you, I'm sure you could do it for me, but I've already got too much on your plate and we need to make sure the things on your plate are the best things that move us forward. And it, maybe we need to find the smaller things and find a new employee to do those or outsource them, right? Yeah. Well, so, I think it's important here too, when you're talking about being just one person, Sometimes you don't have, like you say, you don't have the capacity to do everything. So some of your ideas need to go on the back burner or some of the things in your business you need to... Or prepare. prioritize. Yeah, it needs to be prioritized in a way that you actually have the capacity to do well on the ones that are going to move the needle forward rather than doing mediocre across the board. 
So for those that I think say, oh, it's not applicable, it truly still is applicable. It really is. And honestly, like, you know, let's talk about bookkeeping. Like, yeah. there's so much there that people don't know and understand. And, and it can honestly be the demise to any business when they don't understand the cash flows and, you know, all the aspects of bookkeeping. And sometimes it's better to just spend the money to have somebody do that for you. You don't necessarily have to add them to your team but you can source that through a business and have that taken care of so that it's done right and that you can focus your time and effort on other things. It's all about opportunity cost. What opportunity are you losing out on by deciding you can do it for cheaper if you do it yourself? So GWC, I thought was great. Do they get it? Do they understand it? Do they want it? And do they have the capacity for it? And if they don't have all three of those, then they're probably not the right person for that seat. So chapter five is about data, scorecard, measurables. One of the most valuable chapters, I think, out there. It's understanding the important data, the leading indicators, the trailing indicators for measurables. And that's talking about like your leads and conversions or bookings, understanding how to keep track of those. The scorecard is, honestly, it's been very helpful for us. And something that we had kind of tried to implement, but we just didn't have a good, like we didn't have it in a good box. We didn't have a good understanding of like what it was or, and we were trying to measure too many things. And so that was a good thing for us to see that, to just keep it simple. And so that's something that we've implemented and are making a big part of our business. And it's something that absolutely you guys should implement and make a big part of your business. So again, we're still six chapters in and every bit of it has to do with an individual, yep. like believe it or not. However, like chapter three, I think it was, was a really hard read. Like it was really, really long. However, chapter three was all about like setting your 10 year goal. And one of the things that I didn't talk about in here, well, I think it's actually coming up, but was just really committing to that 90 day like concept, which is very much the same as reading, um, which that was one years. of the things I loved about tra traction is it did very much coincide with the 12 week year. So, yep. so we talked about chapter five, the data scoreboard or scorecard and measurables. If any of you guys want, I've created a scorecard that is just simple. I can share that on here. Moving on. Do we have any questions? No. Okay. Everybody's just talking. Okay. Chapter six issues. This is, I love this. This is probably one of the most important things you can consider. You might've read chapter six and thought this doesn't really pertain to me, but you're missing the big picture. When you have issues in your business, when you recognize, when you have pain points that you're constantly saying, oh my gosh, why I just can't get people to pay their bill or, oh my gosh, I just can't get my people to pay, or I keep hearing all these problems, or I keep hearing whatever. When you hear yourself, listen to yourself. When you hear yourself talking about the problems, recognize that there's probably a deeper issue. So introducing the IDS, which is the issue or the identify, discuss and solve portion of the book, which is really just identifying the issue. What is the real issue when it comes down to it? Like if we have how fast we get product to the client. What is the real issue? Is it that you have the wrong people in the right seat and you have people in your editing that aren't getting their job done? Is it that you're not allotting the money, putting it aside to make sure product is ordered in a timely fashion? Is it that like one of our issues in the back room that we deal with is that oftentimes 
Bart will tell me when stuff needs to be ordered and I'll forget to order it or I'll put it off and then all of a sudden we run out of stuff and that pushes us back a little bit. And so that issue is clearly a me thing, right? So I have to go in and make sure that I put in new processes, I discuss and solve the problem by putting in new steps to the process. One of the things we're trying to do is set it up with just a specific card so that he can go in and have his order parameters. He can order as much as this a week without talking to me and so he can make sure that he has the stuff that he needs so that that can't be a problem that's blamed on me, okay? Then it's just up to him. So recognize your problems. When you have problems, identify the problem, discuss the problem, and solve the problem. This is a fun one that I better not call out any names. <laughs> but I've noticed for some of you that some of the problem is patience, like just being able to be patient with a process and to actually dig in and, and identify or finalize the process. And we're just getting too angry or upset about a process or taking care of something that we give up too easy. We give up too quick. And so surprisingly, like, I don't know for those of you who didn't finish reading the book, maybe that was a problem. You just didn't have the patience, or maybe it was just not being able to identify how it really affect how this book really can be a benefit to you and your business. So identify, discuss, and solve. I'm really big one about find the bottleneck. Where's the bottleneck? What's really causing it? And when you've identified that, what could you do to fix that problem? That's what we do. That's like my favorite part of being in business is finding the problems and fixing them. We've got, like surprisingly, we've got a lot of them and we do a lot of different things. Like one of the things that we do that we've identified the best way to lessen the time is when we order thumb drives for the videos that we do, we get the cases in here to the office. Then I take them home to Michelle, my wife. A day who, or two. Huh? <laughs> in a day or two. In a day or two. I take them home to her. And then she has to put them on there and she kind of waits till she gets to it. And then she brings a stack back into them. So that can be like a week sometimes. Yeah. So instead of doing that, the information that, or the video is already on our system and Mia is opening the box. So we're going to teach Mia how to put the video onto the thumb drive, which is a super simple process. It's not like we have to teach anything, but we do have a system for it. We rename the thumb drive. We put the video on there and we put it back in the package and it's done. So if we do that here at the studio, we eliminate a week of processing time. Yeah. Okay. Super simple process. Doesn't add a lot more to Mia, but it, what it does add to Mia saves us a whole week of processing for our client products. So that's one of those things, just identifying the problem, discussing it and solving it. I think I liked in this too, what they said, I don't know if it's this exact chapter, if it was later on when they went into this, but you write out all the issues that you have and you start at the top, like you prioritize Is that the next one? That's like I love that concept of it. And yeah. I thought of it cause you brought it up there, but that was probably my biggest takeaway from the entire book. Yeah. So that is next chapter seven which is documenting your core process. Now, so many of us have huge issues with this and, and it's daunting. Who wants to write it out in a binder or write pages of document? Some of the best ways to do this, guys, are to simply do use a program called Loom. That's one of the programs that we use. And when you're doing anything on the computer, you can hit record and it records your whole process. Record the process 
and store it in something like Trello. We have specifically for our production, this is something that we're gonna start making for basically all Samuel Marvin photography. And we're going to document all the different steps of the process and do it with Loom. Um, one of the cool things Loom just finally came out with is they have the app for the phone and you can actually record a video right from your phone so I can record things happening and then you can put those videos, the different steps of the process into your Trello and have just a whole standard operating procedure. And it just makes it super simple. One of the things I loved about it in the book is it says, like it gives all the layout for how to, like, how to do it. Now the book talks more about doing it like in an actual booklet form. I can tell you this much, if you do it the way I'm talking about, do it with Loom and Trello, it will make your life a whole lot easier. The idea is that the first person that does it records the system and the process, records it of themselves, and then you have the person that you're training or the person that's doing it perfect how they do that, do that process and then record it themselves so that it's an updated system, okay? Super easy, I say that, but it's consuming. It is time consuming, but Trello is a great resource for that. A Loom is great. Loom is also great because you can use it in Gmail and you can actually embed videos directly from Loom. So you can send videos to your customers, anything like that. If you wanna do like a, a touch point that's a video touch point or send an email with instruction, you can embed them right into Loom. I do it all the time. Like people will say, like I see this on Facebook all the time. People are like, how do you do this? And I'll go in and just record a quick Loom video and post the link and I can even see when people have gone in and watched it. We do it for employees over at our escape room all the time. Lots of different things. So there's huge, huge benefits. I think Loom is like maybe 10 or 12 bucks a month if you want to do the paid version. If you don't, you just have to keep them within like, I think three minutes or maybe, maybe a minute. I can't remember. So you could make a whole bunch of little ones. So I would love to see how you do it. We could do that. Pick something fun, Melissa, something that you want to see, and I'll record a Loom video for you of how we do it. So there you go. Okay, next, chapter eight, meetings. Skip that chapter. <laughs> Honestly, you don't need it. Like, the one thing that I would suggest, and I think it actually talks, well, we kind of get into it in chapter nine a little bit. But there's just really not a whole lot of reason to read this chapter. It's talking about organizational meetings, heads of meetings. Now, this is something that I would really very highly suggest that if you do get to a point where you hire somebody, even if you have an outsourcer, have a day that you set aside for each week where you get on a Zoom call and you sit down and talk with them about things happening, things that are going good, and just just make sure that you're on top of things and planning things out. It's one of the big things that I'm working on a lot right now is trying to plan, be a planner, uh, plan things ahead of time because I struggle with it and I've, I'm recognizing in my life that people misrepresent it as bad communication. It's not, I've just become really, really good at doing things last minute and under pressure. And I, even Mia, it drives me nuts because she's like, I don't understand how you do things so well and successfully at last minute when she's pulling her hair out thinking or saying, could you just give me some idea of what we're doing and when? <laughs> so something I'm really trying to work hard on to make it better for my team and for the people around me and for you guys. So yeah, check that out. Don't read it though. It's dumb. I mean, it's not dumb. It's I not loved dumb. it. The, and the, bold, the type is really bold. You could skim through it really easily yeah. and pick up the things that you need. Yeah, we specifically are using it that chapter was a big part for me because we're really diving into it and trying to 
make everybody in our team about our meetings, make sure that it is pertinent, give people an opportunity. One of the things I loved about it was giving people an opportunity to say, here's what you suck at. (laughs) I was thinking the happy parts. but. But, But here's where you're good and here's where you suck at. Also, the one thing I loved about it is having meetings because I freaking hate excuses. Like they're the biggest pile of garbage and everybody does it. I think they're valuable in the right situations. However, in my team, there's no place for excuses. All I care about is, and this is really, it kind of defined it for me, is, is it done or is it not done? Yep. (laughs) I don't care whose fault it was. Did you get it done or did you not get it done? And if you didn't, then what are we gonna do to fix it? And that's where you kind of jump back into the IDS system where it's like identify, discuss, and I forgot the other part. Figure it out, I don't know. But I think that's the part where I liked when they put the, you put all your issues in a priority level. Yeah. And then you find as you start working on the top one, the other ones are just gonna fall off because most often one leads to the other and then that's solved because that top one was solved. Exactly. Okay, chapter nine, this is, this is so powerful guys chapter nine i think it was it was a good chapter like i think it's a good chapter to read but it really is just about committing to the 90-day world and this is something that this morning when i was putting this together like it it hit me that this really is probably the biggest part of this book for me other than the scorecard is that regardless of if you're in a team or not sit down once every three months once every quarter and plan your goals and what you want to accomplish for the quarter. You should be doing your marketing based on quarters. You should be doing your goals based on quarters and you should be having a very specific focus to this is my next 90 days. This is what I'm going to focus on. These are the goals I'm going to achieve and make them smart goals, (laughs) specific, measurable, attainable time. The time is the last one was the R. Um, Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't remember either. Reality based or something like that. Yeah, re- yeah, well, something that, like I don't know. Anyway, make them smart goals. Make <laughs> sure they're measure- goals. measurable. Sorry, make them that. Measurable. That's the most <laughs> important part about them. <laughs> oh, sorry. Me- measurable. Mez- measurable. I get f- made fun of because I say measurable. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Okay. So, anyway, but commit to that 90 day world. Commit to focusing your business three months at a time. What are you going to do in the next three months to make sure your business is moving forward? Like I do this every year and it's, it, this is why it hit me this morning. It's like every year at the end of the year, I plan for that week right after Christmas to the, the beginning of the year where I'm going to plan. What are my goals? What am I going to do this year? What am I going to change? What am I going to make happen? I do it once a year and then I don't ever look at it till the end of the year. I'm like, okay, this was my goal, but I'm not really doing anything throughout the year until the end of the year, I'm looking back at the trailing indicators and saying, well, I done screwed up. I didn't make my goals. But if you set goals every 90 days, then you're gonna accomplish four times in a year what you could have accomplished if you just set a one-time year goal because we forget about them all. Read the book. 12-week year. 12-week year. You are like slowly pulling Sorry. Like Mia is slowly reading. She has this bar of all these post-it <laughs> notes and she's, she's like, Sam's talking and I'm not listening. And that she's pulling, so not true. she's pulling, so slowly pulling post-it <laughs> notes off and like crumpling them up. And she's like, Oh, I did that. Pull the post-it <laughs> note off. Oh, I did that. And she just like slowly, she's like a sloth over there. Like, 
Pull the post-it note. Uh, there. I wish they could all see your post-it note bar. It's it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Pretty interesting. It's like, beautiful. Well, you're, you're gonna have to take a picture of it today and post it in the group so everybody can see it. Okay. So, like I said, schedule a day once a quarter. We actually have a 90-day planning meeting coming up next week for ourselves for our business. We're going off site. We've chosen a location that we can go sit and hang out and have food and drinks and have quiet time and be able to just talk about the important things and set goals. I'm super excited about this. I am too. And so we're going to set goals for individually, like what individual goals, not like individual for your life, but individual right. for your portion of the business. We're going to set those goals. We're going to, and we're going to accomplish, we're going to freaking kick some ass. That's what we're going to do. So schedule a 90 day planning meeting for yourself offsite. I don't care if you're your only person, sit down, look at your plans, set your goals. I think that this could be hugely beneficial, largely beneficial to every one of you. And if you didn't get that out of the book, then go back and read chapter nine. Chapter 10 is like three pages long. It's just a recap of the book. Find, uh, find an accountability partner is one of the things that it talks about or find a coach that can help you in your business. And I'll tell you what, guys, I got room for a few of you. So if you want an accountability partner or a coach, sign up for my coffee with Sam. Like it's a great opportunity. Mia will put a link in there and we can give you a quick business analysis and see where you're at. Maybe you don't need a coach right now. Maybe you just need some simple direction on what's next in your business. So that's a great opportunity to do that. It's a complimentary 30 minute Zoom call with me. And if not, find somebody that is a go-getter. Find somebody in your local area that would be a great accountability part partner. Find somebody in 7FP and make sure that you have a weekly sit down with them and be accountable. If you say you're going to do this next week, do this next week and make sure that when you come back together with your accountability partner, that you can see the progress or that you can say, shoot, like, I don't even want to see him this week because I screwed up and I didn't do my stuff. So, <laughs> but you need to sit down with him anyway. Amy says, I need twice as much time in a week. Not sure how you guys do everything when you do, when do you photograph? Well, that's when life gets challenging. That's when it gets fun. And that is something we're changing up this year. So we're actually going to be doing all of our sessions on, we're going to be trying to do them in the mornings. And so, so that we can have back our evenings and enjoy our lives as parents. And so it's going to change a little bit for this, but it is, I think it's really about time blocking and really just planning out and making like, is that the Tim one? I put the Tim one up. I was putting oh. the other ones back because I was like, you know, you got to have them up. I got to have them up and I need to know which ones to take down. Afterwards. So anyway, that's, uh, I, I think that there's a lot of power in being able to, to have somebody to help you. And yes, the only reason we can do it, it's actually really funny because I was thinking of a live topic today that if time was a currency, mm -hmm. would you be financially responsible? Yeah, huh? we were talking about that. Yeah. And then Mia got mad at me because I teased her about something. <laughs> it was just about whether or not her time was properly. I, I think all of us are a culprit of wasting our time. Absolutely, in different like, ways. But I think you also need that downtime. I think there comes Downtime is different than wasting your time. No, but you still, like, it's not wasting your time, but I'm just saying even within that parameter of how you spend your time, you have to put in downtime. Like, that has yeah. to be a priority because otherwise... Absolutely. But I think it's spend, just like... go crazy. It's just like entertainment. Like, you could spend $100 going to a hockey game 
and it's good entertainment. Or maybe you spend $100 gambling at a casino, and maybe that's a good recuperation time for you that is worth its weight. I, I mean, it's still... You can't really argue it with anybody, like, but at the same time, you do have to take a look at your life and say, okay, what am I doing with my time? Am I being the most efficient that I can? Am I doing as much working on myself and working on my business as I'm sitting on my ass watching TV? Right. Like, right. So I think I can take myself away once a quarter for a, a planning meeting for myself. Oh, are you? Yeah. I think that'd be fun. All right. You get weekends off. You're good. I know. Right. <laughs> okay guys that's pretty much it for you today i hope you guys enjoyed traction i hope you're all done with it if not well i didn't think about that i might have just well no it doesn't matter they're good good. not every chapter is necessary to read i think actually that's not true i think you could really benefit from reading all the chapters but change your mindset when you read them change your mindset to how could i apply this to me i think that's really what it's about however chapter eight probably skip it except for have have your own like quarterly meetings and your own weekly planning like for me one of the things that i've been thinking a lot about was because i have a tendency to you know work on things at work and then i go home and i spend a lot of my evenings planning for these (laughs) so maybe for me one of the things i'm trying to plan is having a an intentional planning time at the end of the week that plans for what's my topics. And then once I know my topics for my, you know, seven FP lives, then I can schedule them. I can do a lot of those things that will take away from instead of being so last minute and being like, Oh, I forgot to put a schedule up or put my, my link, the YouTube or whatever, create the, the event. That's what I'm trying to think of. But that's even one of those things. Like I've been thinking like how much time it takes just to create those, those links or the events and then share them and create the the text message that goes out to everybody. And I'm like, these are really simple things that are literally the same thing. And if I was just more intentional about how I did things, I could have somebody, I could outsource somebody to do all that for me. So intentional, be intentional, plan your, plan your work and work your plan. Yeah. And I'm the best person to well, hear we all that. have to progress you're not there yet amy says i need coffee maybe with sam yes a kick in the ass is always good sign it up get on there it's not going to hurt you any i promise you tim says wow my notes were really good no but <laughs> a lot of this was in my notes so i'm proud of myself i'm proud of you just for sticking with it and putting the notes up i think that was good for the accountability yeah. that was well awesome. and i think people love it so keep yeah. at it and i think that it gives him a purpose for why he's reading the books yeah and so great. I think it's good. I think this next book, Seller Be Sold, is going to be a lot easier book for all of you to read. And I hope that some of you will have the same aha moment when you read that book that I did. I'm excited to go back and read it because I always get something new because I'm at a need, like I'm at a spot in my life where I have a different need for different, like different things in my life. So we, it's just like watching a movie time and time again. The second time you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't get that the first time. So, okay. Everybody, thank you for it. Oh, I didn't read Melissa's comment. Uh, I'm not done, but this is really helpful as I move forward. I think it all can apply because it's not about now, but where we are heading. Absolutely. I love it. That was, that was. Great way to wrap it up. That was insightful. That was powerful. That's what we're going with. (laughs) Okay.
You guys have a wonderful day. Peace out, Girl Scout. Yeah, and have a good weekend. Hasta la bye-bye.